0: Pope on Film. I am Bunny Williams and with me is...
1: I am the Pope in Question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. This is episode 422 of the podcast. Yes, yes, little Lebowski Urban Achievers and proud we are of all of that. We have done 421 episodes episodes before this one don't question it or do the math just trust us we have a podcast and they don't just give those out to anyone true let me tell you what let me tell you what upsets me about twitch I don't know too much about twitch but I uh, sometimes switch with my wife and I twitch with you and that's about the extent of my twitching I was thinking about getting one for story time but I don't think there's a lot of kid storytellers on Twitch. I feel like I just get roasted. I'm just asking for it, you know? But what upsets me is that oftentimes what I've noticed is that I'll be in, on Twitch twitching and then I'll have it right here and it'll say, oh, you have three people watching. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, okay. So then I'll click on the number and it'll tell me the exact people that are watching so you go oh you have just three people watching okay let me click that number and see how many people is see the the names of the people and twitch will go sure here's a here are the names of all of the seven people watching you right now yeah and it's like wait what was the fucking number before now i'm really confused but anyway uh so this is this is the second episode of our new shorter format which
0: But still, it is better than YouTube. YouTube, which I just got a notification the other day, has pulled episode 31 of our homework segment. What? In which we covered Pizzagate.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. We covered it being bullshit. We weren't talking about it being fucking true, YouTube. Goddamn.
0: But they pulled it for hate speech.
1: Fucking dumbasses. Now, okay, I I fine.
0: I often do not challenge these things because yeah. you know, I would spend my life challenging things on yeah. YouTube, and it's just not worth it. Uh, but I had to challenge this one just so I could say, okay, so an anti-PizzaGate stand, an anti-PizzaGate segment. Goes against YouTube's terms and terms and services, <laughs> so we should do a pro Pizzagate piece instead,
1: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Not Don't that think. they're gonna care that I said that either, but like yeah. you gotta say it, just yeah. like just like when they uh pulled uh the QAnon Karen bit, yeah, for for being. False and misleading information. I, I, I had to challenge that one, and my reply was, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah.
1: Ridiculous. So, so this is the second week of our new shorter format of the podcast, uh, which I'm really happy about. Our, our podcast is now under two hours. It, it, our podcast is almost the size of a regular podcast. Yes. So... It, so I'm really happy about that this is this is my new I'm it's still trying to we're still trying to fine-tune some things this is what I'm going for now the oh, the beginning that we're in right now this is the monologue where we just talk a little bit talk about what's to come uh, talk about the movie we're going to be doing give you a sneak peek on what's happening here and there and then during the monologue I will bring up one uh, recent bit of news to talk about that has happened throughout the past week. Like a real monologue. And here is this week's uh, news tidbit for you. A 61-year-old Irish man was sentenced to six months in prison this week for releasing rats into his workplace. Mm -hmm. So a 61-year-old man named John O'Neill was engaged in a pretty uh, knockout Knockdown, dragout, uh, verbal screaming match with his uh, with his with the manager at his job. He he was getting he got into a he, he's had a, a bunch of disagreements with management at his at the place where he works, which is the Cork County Council's office in Ireland. So one day he got into a, a screaming match with the boss. And so the next day was his day off, but he came in, secretly uh, bought a bunch of rats and released them into the workplace. And then, uh, you know, on Monday, they come into work and there's just rat feces everywhere because <coughs> there was a bunch of rats at work. So they went through the cameras. They found out that this 61-year-old guy released rats. And now he's looking at six months in jail. And I have a lot of things to say about this crazy story of a 61-year-old man releasing rats at his workplace. Why would you do this? Who would think of this? Who would be crazy enough to do this? Also, where can I buy them in Oklahoma, and do they eat through books?
0: Oh, they sure as shit do eat through books.
1: Okay, good, good.
0: The question Uh, is, where did he get all those rats on yeah, what, I would, what I would hope to be short notice.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, I got a lot of questions. What kind of rats did you use? What kind of rats are best for destroying a major book chain? I'm not saying I'm going to do this. I'm just saying, here's an idea for you. Barnes and & Noble and rats. Just, uh, just thinking about it, just workshopping it. Nothing wrong with that. So, okay, Uh, uh, we've got uh, some movies to talk about, kind of. I think I might turn a bit of Steve Stubbs of the Week over to you, Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, and,
0: uh... uh, If you went and saw a certain movie, you might have to.
1: (sighs) Well, we'll talk about that. And uh, this week's movie... Oh, man, it's got everything. It's the third El Santo movie we've seen. I thought we only saw one before this, but no, we've seen two before this, so this is our third El Santo movie. I'm excited about that.
0: I thought we saw the the vampire one as well. Ah, there's two vampire ones.
1: Yeah, there's two vampire ones. I think this was just the vampiros, the
0: vampire women.
1: Well then there might be three vampire ones. There's vampire women, there's this one, and there's one that's just El Santo versus Dracula and the Wolf Man. Yeah. And that's from the seventies. This is El Santo versus the monsters, but the vampire in this one is I fucking Dracula. love this movie, by the it's way. I cannot compare it. I fucking love this movie. It's great. It's really wonderful. I really dig it, and I've got a surprising amount of behind-the-scenes stuff about this movie. So, I'm excited to get to that. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Then cut on the monologue. Let's move on to our next thing. Wow, that that hurt. Oh, hold on. That's better. Buddy. Yes. So I have the AMC A list. And what that is, is a monthly subscription service, wherein for 19.95 dollars a month, I get three free movie tickets a week. And from December 2018 to March 2020, I saw 177 showings in a 66-week period of time. Then the pandemic screwed all of that up for me. But now theaters are open, and I'm trying to watch new movies again. So now it's time once again for some more. Uh drop in the microphone, not cool. Uh up-to-date movie reviews. Really need to do the hand slapping part there. Otherwise, what's this segment for? Uh with Steve Stubbs of the Week! Da-da-da-da. So th- thank you. That was really good. So this installment of Steve Stubbs covers my 18th week back in theaters since the pandemic done messed everything up. And in that time, I have seen 31 movies in theaters. I only ended up seeing one movie in theaters this week, but we'll get to that. This week, I saw Shang-Chi again for like the third time. But this time, I took a 16-year-old with me, and that changes everything. Okay. Uh, but I also want to talk a little bit about Dune, which I was going to see but didn't. But we'll get to that. So first, let me let's discuss the movie that was not seen in theaters, Dune, the new Dune, all new, extra duney Dune. Now with even more Dune. It's Dune. So I was I was going to see this. I had tickets to go see it on Thursday, but uh, I live in a. Uh, I wanna talk more about this at length. I'm going to talk more about this during Funny Verses, which is our freeform segment where we can talk about whatever we want. But uh, I live in a small town in the Midwest. I'm in the Bible Belt. I'm in the middle of nowhere, a very small conservative town, mostly whites. And Halloween is today at the time we're recording this, which is a Sunday. So uh, I realized On Wednesday that Halloween this year isn't on Halloween okay there is no trick-or-treating allowed today the the city came out and said uh, this year's trick-or-treating will be on Saturday from 5 to 8 because of course we're not gonna have Halloween on Halloween because of Jesus
0: seriously
1: yeah, so I'm like, shit. Uh, the kids won't be able to Halloween on Halloween. I need to come up with a, a a bunch of other shit to do. So I found a thing to do on two things to do on Thursday, one thing to do on Friday, two things to do on Saturday, and then trick or treating, and then on Sunday we can hang out carve pumpkins, watch uh, Halloween stuff. I I got sick and tired of SNL running the same Halloween uh, best stuff. So I made a two hour best of, of my own. Yeah, It took me like six hours to render, but it was worth it. I've got, I've got such a better Saturday Night Live Halloween special than Saturday Night Live has right now. But that's beside the point. So on Thursday we went and did two activities with the kids. And so I foregoed going to see Dude. But I, I didn't have a problem with that, and I'll tell you why. My main movie this week is going to see Shang-Chi for the third time, but I went to go see it with my 16-year-old high schooler, Mao, and we're there, and we're in the smallest theater. There's only six rows in the entire theater, and this is the small theater where they show films that are about a week away from disappearing in theaters. Okay. And sure enough, Shang-Chi is going to be available to download in like two weeks, I think. So Shang-Chi was leaving. So we were in the tiniest movie theater in the freaking world. And it's just the both of us. There's no other people in the theater. So we're just talking through the whole movie and it's awesome. Uh, but, but a preview comes on for Dune. And I'm like, ooh, I have tickets to go see this on Thursday. And Mal looks at it and Mal uh, just instinctively goes, oh, shit, is this a new Star Wars? And I go, actually, no, it's not a Star Wars. It's it's Dune. And and Mal says, no, I, I know it's not Star Wars, but is this a Star Wars? Is this just... Because this seems to me like just some other company saying, hey, we need to make our own fucking Star Wars. Let's pick this thing. And I told Mal that, like... I don't know if this is a Star Wars, but I will tell you that um, this Dune movie is based on half of the first book in, like, a 60 frickin' book series. Yeah. So Mal, without knowing that much about Star Wars and that much about Dune, correctly said, oh, then this is just some other studio saying, hey, we can do a Star Wars, and this is gonna be their Star Wars. Fuck Dune. And so the closer I got to Thursday, the more I kept thinking about what my 16-year-old said and kept thinking, shit, I got to go see Dune on Thursday. <sighs> Fucking Mal was right. It's just a Star Wars. I don't want to see this. So when I realized that Halloween wasn't on Halloween, I'm like, hey, I've got two things we can do for the kids on Thursday night. How about we go do those? I don't have to go see Dune. Oh, shucks. So it really cheered me up when you messaged me and said, Hey, uh, I want to get it specific. I want to get specifically what you said. Wow, it's amazing how Dune is exactly like Star Wars. Watching Dune now, not impressed. So I didn't go see Dune, but you did. Bunny, what are your thoughts?
0: Tossing it over to you. Wow, I'm not sure where... Okay, well first off we turned it off. First off, Jeannie and I... you just stepped on my joke just I'm that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeannie and I got invited to the White House by Joe Biden and we were gonna see it in the in the White House theater and they started playing Dune and I thought, fuck this administration. You know? Uh, first off the the media around Dune, my fucking Christ, are they ever trying to hard sell this fucking movie? Oh you know? hell
2: yeah.
0: Oh hell yeah. from this one saying you know, from getting their stars out saying oh well this is gonna be the greatest science fiction movie blah, 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 uh, <laughs> to to some of the most recently it's like this movie is this movie is just like Star Wars.
1: Yeah, some ad is saying that now.
0: Like, like why? Because it has a sand planet? Is that really all it takes? And, and, like, what makes you think that that is good advertisement? I mean, I would think that you're going for the people who have read and enjoyed the book. You know? No. Because I, I don't think you could possibly be going for the fans of the first two shit-ass Dune movies. Okay. Yeah. So telling somebody who read oh. and loves the book Dune that it's just like Star Wars...
1: That's going to turn off the people that are Dune fans. And there's some hardcore fans of that book. Of course there's going to be. There's like 300 books in the goddamn series.
0: Yeah. It's it's like I, I yeah. so I don't know what you're going for with this. Now for the movie oh oh the other big hype you you really need to see it on a big screen. Which uh, is like
1: uh, Yeah Okay,
0: you know, yeah you probably should cause it is a pretty movie but that still doesn't make it a good movie.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm gonna yeah. see it on my. I'm gonna see it on my phone just on general principle this time. Yeah,
0: uh, you broke up just a little there, but but then yeah. on on top of that, okay. <laughs> so the biggest problem with making Dune a movie is that Dune is a very very complex book. With, Christ, like, every letter of the alphabet plot going on, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's got a J plot line, you know? Yeah. So trying to make it into a movie is very, very hard. So they, for this movie, cut out a lot of shit, which... I'm not bitching about it. When it comes to a movie, I don't get to be like a purist about the book or anything, you know? Yeah. You have different considerations when you're making a movie than when you're making a book. So you, they cut the book in half and only did half of the book. That's fine. They completely cut the fade character, the sting character, from the movie. That's fine. Aww. They cut the Bendilex, they cut the Axians. they cut the land shred, they've cut the Grange. This is all fine. Okay? But in cutting all of that, they did not make the rest of the movie that they were actually doing <clears throat> any more fucking coherent. Yeah. Okay, you just saved all this time. Maybe you can flesh out the plot a little more so it's completely understandable. I was sitting there watching it, like I, I, and Jeannie was watching it with me. I was like, I do not know how anybody who has not read the book has any idea what's going on in the movie. And Jeannie said, well, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What is going on yeah. <clears throat> So how do you cut that much out of the story... And it was fucking sad because, like, I could see some of the actors trying to get the point of the scene across, but they really needed help. Like, the whole fight scene in the beginning with Paul and Gurney Halleck, they didn't tell us, they didn't impress on the audience the danger that they were going into going into doom. Yeah. You know, and, and why these two who who are ordinarily very friendly and now Gurney Halleck is acting like he's gonna kill him. They don't explain any of that. Josh Brolin tried to get a <clears throat> bit of you know, you could see him trying trying to get it across in the acting, but it just wasn't happening. Yeah. And then, uh... This fucking kid, man. I mean, I I Timothy i not kid. I hope it's a shitty-ass actor. First off, I see definitely we are in the waifish young boy fashion stage. Yes. This seems to be now the thing. I'm gonna blame the kid from Stranger Things about that. Uh, But this kid Normal has writer. got zero fucking charisma. Yeah, at all.
1: I'm not so a big like fan. So, like the of other actors
2: are trying to
0: act around him. Yeah. And you can easily take yeah. him out of the scene, and put in a tripod. <laughs> and they can act around the tripod, and it would be about the same. He was fucking awful. And the same thing. It was like, it was like he's talking to Duncan Idaho, who's being played by Jason Momoa. Yeah. And the thing in the book is that Duncan Duncan Idaho was basically Paul's best friend. He was kind of like an older brother that Paul didn't have. You know, they yeah. had a very close personal relationship. Whereas all of Paul's other relationships are kind of political, you know. Yeah. A- 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 and then on a second level, narratively, Duncan Idaho was another uh, another part of Paul, and is the part of Paul that yeah. looked out in the other books. But that's besides <clears> the point. Like, nothing. Like, and again, the same thing. I'm seeing Jason Momoa try to play this kind of more big brother character, but, like, he's getting no help from the fucking kid. And it's just not coming off. So they have a conversation, and you're not damn sure what they have about it. And they stand around so a lot not a fan. and show you pretty scenery, as opposed to telling you what's going on in the story. Yeah. So no, not a fan.
1: And I'm gonna be then I'm then I'm gonna be completely lost because I, I haven't I haven't read any of those goddamn three trillion books. I was gonna Halloween it, so I was going to watch the original Dune. Then watched that documentary about what Jodorowsky's Dune was going to be. And then I found this guy on YouTube that chronicled the convoluted history, the timeline of the Dune book series, and I was going to watch that. And then I was going to go watch the new Dune, but eventually it's just a, you know, my small-ass town isn't doing Halloween on Halloween because of Jesus, so... I, I needed to sacrifice Dune in order to go out with my kids, and I was fine with that. And I'm not that excited about going to see go, going to see Dune again, you know? No, not excited about that opportunity. I already have my movies lined up for next week, and it, one of them is not Dune. So,
0: <laughs>
1: so there you go. Yeah. Uh,
0: save, save, save. Dune for when you're feeling more self-destructive. When you're feeling really down about yourself and you think you're gonna do something to to hurt yourself because you're in that really dark place. Give Dune a watch.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Give Dune a watch. I... I mean, you know...
1: It, like it's now, it's but...
0: safer than a lot of the other things that you could do, and and you'll have the same regret and loathing and, you know, some dispute. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I gotcha.
1: Okay, so It'll that's...
0: Satisfy the need with no real harm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's Doom. Uh, the Steve Stubbs pick of the week this week is Shang-Chi! And the legend of the shang chi Shang-Chi, who shangs and also cheese. I saw that this week in theaters. I went to go and see it with my 16-year-old Mao. And I was really proud, because you can tell when Mao really starts getting into something, when they start talking to themselves exasperatedly about something. Like, they're watching something, and it'll be like, hmm, okay, hmm, yeah, hmm, I gotta check my phone really quick, hmm, yeah, okay. But you know when Mal's getting into something, when, when they're watching something, and they go, okay, 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 fucking, okay. Oh, you mean to tell me, why didn't you just fucking, okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> and so, we, we're sitting there, and we're watching Shang-Chi, and then like a half hour into it, they're just like, Oh my God, his dad is a fucking asshole. Okay, talk about, talk about family trauma, shit. And it's like, ooh, this is, it, they've gotten into it now. Hooray, it worked. The film took. But it, it's really great because we went to the movies and we went to the, the smallest theater there and we went on a Monday, which is the best time to see a movie if you don't want crowds because no one goes to movies on Monday. The only difficult part about going to see a movie on a Monday evening is uh, the employees get really upset that they have to keep the the entire movie theater open for the six people who showed up to the movies, one of which is you. Yeah. So that's the only negative part. You get a lot of attitude when you go to the last showing of a movie on Monday. But it's great because there is no one in the theater. So we were just chilling and hanging out and and watching the movie. And we were riffing on it. And it was a whole bunch of fun. It was just fun. It was fun to watch a film and to be able to sort of rip on it and and riff on it. Literally, the first ten minutes of Shang-Chi is Shang-Chi let me your mother explain to you the delightful story of how i fell in love with a mass fucking murderer yeah. i saw i saw the goodness in your 1000 year old mass murdering father yeah. and it's like fuck dude like i i know shang chi is a hero and i know that uh, his dad <coughs> is the bad guy but you know who else is kind of the bad guy? The fucking mom.
3: Yeah. Who?
1: Who? And she's from. She's from this alternate dimension full of uh, mystical monsters and magic. And there's a there's a barrier between these two realms. And she was guarding it. And then she met a mass murdering fuckhead and said, "I'm going to leave my world of magic." To be with this mass fucking murderer, and you're supposed to feel really bad when she dies, and that causes Shang-Chi to become a good guy. But it's like, no, you did a bad fucking thing, dead mom. Yes. Why the fuck did you give up your realm of your world of magic and wonder and dragons to be with a literal 1,000-year-old man that has killed millions of fucking people? The fuck is wrong with you? This is not covered in the film. The the hero's dead mom is a bad guy too. The way that I see yeah. it. But anyway, I'm really excited for Shang Chi to come out. Uh, you know where you can see it at your home. I uh, want more people to see it because Infinity War was this serious film.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and it was serious <coughs> and it was dour and it featured our heroes losing and that led up to Avengers Endgame, which was this big, massive, epic, like, life-changing event. The event movie of the decade of the century. Everyone needs to see Endgame. And then after that was Black Widow. Okay, this should have come out ten years ago, but fucking fine. And then Shang-Chi finally feels like, okay... This is what Marvel movies used to be like in the before times and the long, long ago where this is just dumb, stupid, fun, and I like it, and I like the characters, and I like the world that they're building, and there are funny parts, and there's good action sequences, and it's just fucking fun again. It just seems as if, you know, like Shang-Chi, hey, this is what Marvel movies used to be, dumb and fun, and you could go see them and have a blast. I don't think that's Eternals. No. Shang-Chi is like, oh, this is how it felt like to go see Avengers for the first time. Or fucking Civil War. Or Ant-Man, you know, just, just oh, dumb, Ant-Man. fun, Thor Ragnarok. Ant-Man. Yeah, Thor Ant-Man. Ragnarok, this, this, is, this is how it feels. You know, this is funny and stupid and I love it and there's action sequences. And you wonder, oh, why is this happening? But then you're like, no, it doesn't matter. This is just a this is just a fun uh, Marvel movie. But I I'm just really worried that it's in between two really bizarre films because because Black Widow is a fine family drama, but I don't think it's an exciting comic book movie, and it should have come out a goddamn decade ago. My internet connection isn't unstable. Your... This whole system's internet is unstable. Fuck off. Um, and then the Eternals, I don't know, the Eternals seems like a comic book movie that wants an Oscar. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I want to see a fun, dumb comic book movie. No offense. I haven't seen
0: anything about the Eternals that looks like any fucking fun.
1: Yeah. It... It seems a bit too serious for me. Yeah. But, whatever, I'm seeing that next week, so we'll... <laughs> Our next Steve Stubbs, we'll be getting to the bottom of the Eternals, it, it but... Needs,
0: it needs a raccoon with a gun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It needs uh, uh, Taika Waititi... Yes. ...to come in and, and straighten us all out. About that That's what it in- needs. Funny okay, well let's move on to the there now, because I think just
0: this... Before we leave here though, the other thing is about just Marvel movies in general that I'm really yeah. getting tired of Like, pick something. Pick anything. Pick anything at all and I could tell you what all the talk about the Marvel Universe will be. You know, like 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 ah, uh, that 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 guy from the New horn <laughs> show and Bosom Buddies die, Peter Scolari? Yep. This may be the entrance of mutants into the Marvel Universe. Mm. And is Mephisto behind it?
1: I, I kept he pissing is, off Mal at the
0: death me. is going to change the Marvel Universe completely.
1: I kept pissing off Mal at the movies because you can kind of sort of see Mephisto being the bad guy in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, and I still think that it might, it might be hinting at Shang-Chi and at, at Mephisto being... It probably isn't, because everyone's seeing Mephisto everywhere in the goddamn MCU, but you can look at Shang-Chi and say, hey, I think the bad guy in it might be Mephisto, It, it is all I'm saying. Yeah. It probably isn't, but throughout the entire film, I'm just like, hey, so the bad guy's being whispered to by some sort of a presence. You know what that presence could be? Mephisto to MCU confirm. You know, whatever happens, and it's like, Oh, we are the guardians of the barrier between this world and the dark world. Oh, Mal, I wonder who is uh, in charge of the dark world. Mephisto, to MCU, confirm. Just every every time. Not, and they start even, getting really pissed off.
0: Not even every movie. At this point, it is every offering of Marvel. It is yes. every episode of of what if. Every, every is every, it, it, uh, you're even hearing talks about it with Hawkeye. We're, we're, yeah. And and it's the same shit. Is this going to be the entrance of mutants into the Marvel Universe? Alternately, is this going to be the entrance of the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Universe? Is Mephistophon...
1: Yeah, everyone...
0: And, and this is going to completely change the
3: Marvel Universe.
1: Yeah, uh, but I gotta say, uh, I still think that there's a possibility that Mephisto might have been uh, responsible for everything that happened in Shang Chi and okay. the Chi of the Shang Chi. that's a different matter
0: because I have not heard you say that about every fucking thing else.
1: I know, I know. You've I know. picked
0: one thing, and you're saying, "Okay, maybe this one."
1: But it's still, I think, maybe this one. but anyway i'm just saying it might happen anyway that's it for steve Stubbs this week next week i'm going to see edgar wright's new film last night in soho as well as the eternals maybe a third one if i can squeeze it in who knows but join us next week for some more up-to-date movie reviews with steve Stubbs of the week and cut on that Bunny. Yes. Are you ready for another exciting, pulse-pounding, bottom-slapping installment of everyone's favorite podcast segment in the world, Bunny Versus? Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you revved up? Are you hyped up? Are you ready to go? Are you riled up? Are you ready to take that hill? Are you ready?
0: Might as well, since I'm sitting here anyway.
1: Okay. Well, without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your host, Bunny Williams. Take it away, Bunny!
0: I've said it before, and I I, I will say it again. What we do in Shadows is just fucking genius. The Shadows.
1: Uh, the TV show, the movie, or both? All of it. Every I started
0: fucking re- bit of it.
1: I started recently getting into Wellington Paranormal. Which is really good. Isn't that, isn't that
0: only in New Zealand, though?
1: They started showing it, uh, uh on Sundays on the CW. Really? Guess, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, I would yeah, have and I really, like,
1: I really like watching it on the CW because it's on TV so they have closed captioning because sometimes I just have a hard time with the New Zealand accent. Yeah. I don't when I watch what we do in the shadows, but then I watch Wellington Paranormal and I don't know, maybe it's a different dialect, a different area of New Zealand, I don't know. But I really like watching it on TV, on the CW. I, I don't know if anyone's watching it on the CW, but I like watching it on there because the closed captioning it makes it so much easier to watch. It's really dumb and fucking wonderful, and and I have and and Mal and I have yet to see the the, the season finale of the TV show What We Do in the Shadows, but so we've for watched... those
0: who don't know, and to make sure that I I, I do know what you're talking about because I'm pretty sure. But that is, that is the show that they did, which basically took the cops from the original movie. Yes. And put them into their own show. So the cops that showed up to investigate the killings that the vampire... When the vampires killed the vampire hunter who killed Peter. Yeah. They showed up to investigate and were hypnotized so they didn't see anything. Yes. They got their own show where they keep getting called oh. to different paranormal.
1: Yeah, and that yeah. was on New Zealand television. So, What We Do in the Shadows was a worldwide hit, so they decided to work on two different spinoffs a spinoff in America and a spinoff in New Zealand. In America, we got What We Do in the Shadows, the TV series, which is fucking wonderful and just ended its third season. And I believe it's a wild Russian paranormal- Yeah. And Wellington Paranormal, which is the New Zealand spin-off, I, I believe they're about to end the third season or maybe start the fourth season in New Zealand, but there's a bunch of Wellington Paranormal episodes, and they just recently started showing them on the CW on Sundays around 5 or 6 or 7. It might change with with each different uh, CW network. I don't know. But... And now, from what I, if I remember correctly, the next spinoff will be a spinoff just of the werewolves, not swearwolves, from the movie. Uh, So I'm really excited about that.
0: I don't know if I'm in love with that. They're they're fun in their bit, but, like, I don't think I could take a whole, like...
1: Yes, but this will be a New Zealand spinoff and we'll feature, uh, what's his name, Reese Darby, Reese Allen, the guy who was the manager of the Flight of the Concords. Right. Because were- he's sort of, he, yeah, he's the leader of the werewolves in the New Zealand one. Like, I don't like the idea of a werewolf spinoff from the American show, but I would really dig that from the New Zealand show, show, as long as they got that exact same guy who was in Fly the Concords, because he's fucking amazing.
0: I will give any of... anything they do, I will give a shot.
1: Yeah, because I was not...
0: The things that they're already doing shouldn't be working, but they're fucking genius.
1: Yeah, I did not think that an American spinoff of What We Do in the Shadows was going to work, but fuck that's a wonderful show that is an absolutely wonderful show
0: and what i find what i find really what what i love about it okay now first if i had to put what what we do in the shadows into a category into a group i think it would be fair to put it in the same group as adam's family and the monsters what do you think
1: the TV show? Yeah. Yes, I would do that, yes.
0: The big difference being, though, which really makes it, which really separates it, is that the Adams Family and the Monsters are funny because, ooh, ooh, look how weird and strange they are. Whereas the vampires and what we do in shadows they're funny for like how ordinary they are yeah where what's ordinary is becomes what's hysterical
1: yeah that's a good assessment of that situation
0: like they have they have the baron over oh. and they have to move the stairmaster yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Creepy paper. Yeah. Yeah. I Creepy like it so I
0: can twit so I can glitter like twilight.
1: <laughs> and I just love the idea of, of of a familiar being a Latino who wants to become a vampire because of how obsessed he was with Antonio Banderas in interview with a vampire. I fucking love that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Guillermo just just all around Guillermo. I just love Guillermo. Like yeah. I said to Genie, like like I wanna give him a cookie and hope everything gets better. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh man. He it it was so great seeing him in Werewolves Within. Yeah. He was so fucking babe. Don't say Mexican. Just say standoff. <laughs> fucking, love, fucking love him in that movie. Oh, I am all about Jackie Daytona. Oh, Best Jackie episode Daytona. of a TV show ever. I hope, I hope, Jack, I hope, I hope, uh, <coughs> I, I hope the girl comes back who was the bartender who worked for Jackie Daytona yeah i hope eventually she comes back i would like that that like she fell in love with jackie daytona and she wants to make it work i don't care if he's a vampire and goes hunting for him so that they can be together i would like to see that
3: yeah.
1: you know the jackie daytona callback. that would be wonderful
3: I've gotten so many spoilers that I know
2: exactly what happens with Colin Robinson. See,
1: I have, I have not, I have stayed away from all spoilers because I'm not on Tumblr as much as you are, and people on my Twitterverse aren't talking about what we do in the shadows. So,
0: okay, and I'm still a season behind. I haven't done season three yet, so be gentle.
1: Yeah, there's some great things happening in season three. There's more of a, there's more of a reoccurring plot. Throughout all of season three, you know, like so, so that's good. There's there's a plot that that kind of goes throughout the entire season that you don't really realize is even there until near the end of the season. It's it's really good. It's really good.
2: They're not doing like a, a sort uh, of butterfly thing.
1: Okay. yeah. Just gonna okay. see that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep it keep it clean. Keep it clean. Don't want any What We Do in the Shadows spoilers. But I love that movie and I love the TV shows, the American version, the the New Zealand version. I'm really excited that they're sort of creating What We Do in the Shadows verse. And I am all for that. And the fact that Jackie Daytona was in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, oh my God. If you haven't seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, it's all of the episodes are on YouTube for free. Go and see that shit. Oh, man, that's fucking hilarious. They sort of nail a Stephen King-esque sort of person. You know? They sort yeah. of nail, like, a Stephen King. Not a Stephen King, but maybe a Dean Koontz-type person. Yeah, but anyway, Bunny. I,
0: I love what we do in Shadows. Like every much as as every bit as much as I fucking hate YouTube. Yeah. Nice transition there, huh? Did
3: you see that? Yeah, that is did you see a good that? transition. Did you
1: see what did there? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, 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 I'm doing pretty good. Uh, our gazebo got trashed. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the, this week, we had a uh, wind advisory. The weather got insane. It, it the it wasn't the weather. It was just the wind. For for about two days, we had uh, fifty five mile per hour winds in Oklahoma. The uh, Oklahoma where the wind is fucking screaming down the plain. And the raging wheat, it would smell sweet, but it doesn't because it got blown away by the 55-mile-per-hour winds. The uh, wind... I'm
0: still finding myself stuck at... You had a gazebo?
1: Yeah, we had a trampoline. Do you have a we...
0: carriage house, too?
1: We had a trampoline that we bought in the beginning of the pandemic, and... Uh, we had to we had to take that down and Uh, we wanted to put something in its place. And one day my wife and I are just shopping and she sees the gazebo and she's just like, I can picture us in here in the backyard and we're drinking and we've put some lights up and we're getting high and this can be our hangout spot. Do you wanna buy it? And so we just bought it. It was like 150 bucks. It was big and it was huge. And sure enough, that was the place where we would go and get high together, my wife and I. We would have a pre-roll and we'd smoke it outside and we'd have some uh, cocktails. It was a nice place for for, uh, for when I'm a woman and I'm all dressed up and I yeah. want to get drunk and hang out with my wife. And so she dresses up, too. And we'd go to the gazebo and be one or two in the morning and we'd be drinking and getting high in there. And it was our cool hangout spot. And it, we even tied it down. Uh, we had stakes and we put them, we tied the gazebo down. The winds blew it across to the other side of the yard and totally ripped up the front and vent some of the steel beams. So uh, we're taking down the gazebo because the wind done fucked it up. Yeah. So that wasn't fun. And then Halloween's not on Halloween this week where I'm living because Jesus.
0: That's, so, that is so, I like, it. that kind of, how, yeah, is, so, you know, so, like, that is actually legislated?
1: That's well, fucked the, up. Every city announces when trick-or-treating will be, like, oh, trick-or-treating will be this Halloween from 5 to 8. Be sure to be safe. Here are some tips, kids, on how to have a safe Halloween. Be sure and wear reflective clothing. Oh, every city does this, and it's always the same thing. Except this this week, like around Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm like, shit, is there going to be a Halloween? What are all these goddamn fucking white-wing, white skin Christians going to do with Halloween being on Jesus Day? Because it's interesting, I used to go to the movies on Mondays and Wednesdays, and when I would drive to the theater on Wednesdays, there'd be no traffic I, at all, driving to the theater at like a seven o'clock on a Wednesday. Cause most of the town is at some sort of a Wednesday fucking church thing. And it's the same thing sometimes on Sundays where like you'll be driving around on Sunday and it's like, why is there no one on the road? Oh shit, it's a 7 a.m. on a Sunday. Everyone's at fucking church, okay. Yes. And then around uh, from noon to two o'clock, basically it's a riot at every Cracker Barrel as all of the church people go and get lunch. So fucking the city announced that, like, yes, trick-or-treating will be happening this Saturday from five to eight. And I'm like, there you go. Okay. So Halloween's not on Halloween this year in our small-ass fucking city. So I came up with, so I'm like, shit. The kids are going to be so disappointed that they won't be able to Halloween on Halloween. I need to come up with activities. So on Thursday, uh, there was trick-or-treating at the high school. Every different club had a booth in front of their door, and they gave out candy and cookies and treats, and they had games, and that was from like 5.30 to 7.30. And uh, And then I saw a local casino they were doing drive-through trick-or-treating from 6 to 7. And I'm like, this is what we do, honey. We get the kids, we put them in the costumes, you get off at 5, we immediately go to the high school, we'll be there once their trick-or-treating starts, and we should be able to get out of there and then head to the casino and do the drive-through casino, and by the time we get home, they will have had two Halloween things. So that was our Thursday. We did that, and that was a whole bunch of fun. And then on Friday, one of the streets in town, MacArthur Street, they decided to have their first ever MacArthur Street trick-or-treat, where all of the different shops down that street was doing trick-or-treating. And so I I picked the kids up from school. I brought them home. We had a little snack. I put their Halloween costumes on, and I drove to MacArthur Street, and we walked all the way down the length of the street they got free snow cones. They got free candy. They got some coupons. They got some toys. I got a, I got a, a lamp, like, like a flashlight, a super strong flashlight for emergencies. I got a free coffee. We got free uh, hot dogs. It was a whole bunch of fun and super exhausting. And so they had three days of trick-or-treating, and then I set up my Saturday to have a whole bunch of things. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go downtown. They're having trick-or-treating downtown. It's called Boo-on-Bell. It happens every year. We're going to go to that. Uh, But before that, oh, yes, before that, the mall is doing trick-or-treating. So we'll go to the mall, and then we'll go to Boo-on-Bell. And then once we're done with that, it'll be five, which is time to trick-or-treat. So we'll go to the rich neighborhood where all the white people give the good candy, and we'll trick-or-treat there. And then that'll be like one, two, three, four, five, six different Halloweens before Mm -hmm. Halloween comes along. So we did Thursday, and then we did Friday, and then we I woke up early Saturday morning, and, the, and Eleanor's like, Dad, I'm not feeling good, but I'm excited to go trick-or-treating. Hold on, let me, hold on. And they just vomited everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. so that was fun. And so they got sick yesterday, and today they've had a fever that has been on and off. I, I now know that it's a cold. It's 100% a cold. It's officially a cold, and, and they're sick. So they, we didn't do any activities yesterday, and I don't think we're going to do any activities today. But thankfully, because Thursday and Friday were so exhausting to them, both Eleanor and Maxwell are like, it's okay, we're not going trick-or-treating. So that was cool. And then yesterday, we, 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 we were home. We weren't going trick-or-treating, but we decorated the front yard, and we cleaned it, and we put some, of the, uh, some furniture up there, and we, we, we sat there outside, and we had our candy bucket waiting for trick-or-treaters to come, and trick-or-treaters never showed up, and that was fine because we were just hanging out and playing Halloween music and playing, and and uh, running around, and it was just a whole bunch of fun. And then when we came home, uh, my my wife and I had some drinks, and we all played Jackbox together, and it was a whole bunch of fun. And the kids, it, thankfully, because of Thursday and Friday, the kids are absolutely fine not doing anything else for Halloween. So uh, we have some pretty good kids, but Mal is really gunning to eat the Halloween candy that we bought for the trigger or treaters I, yeah, I got... Half of what they got, they have whole bowls, and I only have that shitty tiny little bucket full. I know. You I know. Twice. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. It's true that you're gunning for the candy bucket. I didn't. I. You know, no judgment. It's fine. It's cool, Daddy. Oh, it's cool, Daddy. Oh. So yeah. So that's been my Halloween. It's been a whole bunch of fun. Eleanor is sick, but they're starting to get better. Uh, how are you doing, buddy?
0: Uh, I'm (laughs) alright. I'm alright. I don't have anything particular to report. Uh, what we did in Shadows kind of covered that. YouTube sucks. YouTube sucks a lot. I don't know why Uh, we tolerate... (laughs) I don't know why we tolerate YouTube, who just uses creators and tries to figure out any way possible to screw them out of being paid. That's YouTube.
1: Funny. Uh, Funny. I'm I'm sorry to have to interrupt you, but you see what I've got here? I've got Magneto hair. You see how my hair here is kind of swooping back to my ear and then coming down? Yeah. I got Magneto hair.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Really proud of that. I'm also a little bit high, but I wanted to show off my Magneto hair. See how it did that. Comic book Magneto hair. Not, like, movie Magneto hair. But I'm really proud of that.
3: <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> yes.
0: Yes. Uh... So that's about it. That's about it. We can... We can go take a break and head on out to the movie.
1: Cool! I can't wait to talk about fun. this week's movie. I can't wait. This is a fun. This is a fun movie to do this week. Yes. Or how yes. do we mean? This is a good one. And uh, I'm really excited about next week's movie. The
0: what?
1: I'm really excited about next week's movie.
0: uh Oh, okay.
1: I'm so excited. Okay. I'm s- super excited yeah
0: well then let's move on in that case okay and again it happens just like every week you know
2: Mm.
0: just earlier today a kid knocked on my door and i thought it was a trick-or-treater you know okay yeah kind of early And I opened the door, and it wasn't a trick-or-treater, and this kid just looked at me and said, What do you think about self-adhesive tape?
1: What did you say?
0: And I looked that young man straight in the eye. And I said, Self-adhesive tape? Yes, please. I love that. So until next week,
1: Well. cut
0: on that.
1: Cut on that. Buddy! Yes! We still have a movie to get to. I'm very excited about this week's movie. Uh, Some Lucha Libre action going on. What? An El Santo movie that starts with nine minutes of professional wrestling? What?! That's unheard of! Yes. So, uh, yeah, so we need to talk about this week's movie, Sento and Blue Demon versus the Monsters, but before we get to that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? Should we take a break?
0: We should take a break.
1: I concur. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Tonight show. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Skidie pop a doo ow and break. And break. This is a ball. Look at this certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm, not not frustrating. That's good. I guess I just pull here and uh... damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay, no for some strange reason i just love angry people this next one is called this next one's a weird one it's called worst commercials on tv it's just a list of the commercials that this guy hates you gotta
3: know this guy's old gotta know this guy's old Mass mass mutual burial insurance. I'll tell you what's cheaper than insurance and a funeral. A credit card and cremation? I don't even know what that means. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm so sick of seeing funeral and cancer commercials. It's like if they saturate your mind
1: long enough, you'll eventually get cancer and die from the power of
3: suggestion. To hell with them all. Vagina. Viagra and erectile dysfunction commercials. How the hell am I supposed to explain to a five-year-old what an erection is?
1: Yeah, you won't explain to a five-year-old what an erection is, but he'll explain to a five-year-old that if you do something bad, then Satan's going to drag you into hell where you'll burn for eternity. Oh, but I can't tell you about the penis, cause that's bad. Jackasses. Uh, Native American Indian commercials. Look, we all know that Indians were here first,
3: and they generally don't cause any trouble. They are mostly just self-destructive to themselves through substance abuse. We don't really need to hear the gibberish language or shameless self-promotion. Even if it did help us win World War II, that would be like us bragging about our European ancestors having descendants on the space shuttle. In fact, shameless self-promotion runs right up there with the ABC David Muir. Oh, crap. I'm so sick of that guy I hate you I... I... I don't understand that at all. This one really gets me. Same. St. Jude's Children's Hospital. It costs how many millions of dollars per day to keep the doors open before I'll donate a dime to this organization?
1: I want a complete list of every employee and what their salaries are.
3: Something's wrong if it costs several million dollars in day to run. To run. That's the
1: spinning into the spittoon, because we're talking about the Midwest here.
3: Speaking of cancer, I can understand the need to run an air traffic control radar at a busy airport. But do we really need to run five or six redundant weather radars continuously year-round? It's funny how the weather guys, think they are saving lives. But in reality, they're probably killing thousands of old people each year. That's
1: some serious uh, Alex Jones-level conspiracy there. You get like a you get like a muffin basket for that.
4: To laugh today, and no, I'm not talking about Trump care. They're fine with that. The book Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a comprehensive guide, released on February 8, 2017, and written by Michael J. Knowles, became Amazon's number one bestseller. The book, which contains 266 blank pages, has a loyal fan base who were more than happy to leave a review singing its praise. While many found the book informative, captivating, and the best book they have seen this year, others found that the 266 blank pages actually gave them nightmares. Some purchasers of the book found the blank pages too daunting and are anxiously awaiting the audio version. The GOP base, who vigilantly scrutinizes any and all events for even the slightest hint of conspiracy, concocted this very plausible scenario. Quote, I totally called that Dems would copy this idea and call it their own. Remember kids, if they didn't have double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. Unquote. In fact, this has already happened when liberal trolls released this book two months earlier. Why Trump Deserves Trust, Respect, and Admiration, written by David King, contains 206 blank pages. Teapot analyst Floyd Likes the Cox notes that it took Michael J. Knowles two months to plagiarize a blank book. While many agree with Mr. Likes to Cox, critics are quick to point out that blank novelty books have been a staple of the publishing and novelty industry for many years. They believe that this may indicate that the plagiarism could potentially go back much, much further. Those who are aware of the book, Why Trump Deserves Trust, Respect and Admiration, repeatedly point out that that book never made the number one spot on Amazon's bestseller list. Research conducted by Satoshi Kanazawa of the London School for Economics and Political Science seems to indicate that Democrats prefer books that actually have words in them.
3: You better not cry. You better not pouch. I'm telling you. I'm coming to town. I'm making a list. And I'm checking it twice. I'm gonna find out who's naughty and who's nice. I see you when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I know if you've been bad or good save
2: your life you are now in the world
1: it's the death of Richie the special edition the death of Richie is a 1977 made for TV movie and now with the death of Richie special edition now out on blu-ray and DVD you can watch the death of Richie as it was originally meant to be Gone are all of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the death of Richie, special La Bamba edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is. Just Esai Morales yelling for Richie. Richie. Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do! And now with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. That's right, Isai Morales. Richie. Richie! It's the death of Richie, the special edition.
5: Judge me by my size, do you? Mmm.
1: My penis you have not seen. Huge it is. Mmm,
5: yes. Suck it, you will. Okay. Mm
2: in a world.
3: <laughs>
1: oh God, oh. I love the zombies, love
3: the zombies. Oh, so much action! Action! Suspense! Midgets! The thing (laughs) I
1: love about the El Santo films is that they all look like... uh, They don't have the best bodies in the world. I guess that's the WWE's fault because everyone needs to be like six foot six. And full of muscles, these guys just look like your drunk uncle. Yeah, yeah. Now there's two. Well, three if you consider my brother. Oh yeah, those are scientist machines and not um,
5: uh, barbecue sets that have been cut open. Oh, great preview. Great preview. Good times. Yeah, it was a short trailer. That guy looks just like me. That guy looks just like how I feel. Okay. And we're back
0: with more of the Pope on film
1: Ooh. It's time, Bunny! Yes, it is. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here on the Pope on film podcast to finally inevitably, eventually country line dance our way into discussing our creepy, kooky, mysterious spooky, and altogether ookie movie of the week, and this week we discuss a great Halloween treat, great film for our Halloween episode, recording this on Halloween, the 1968 Lucha Libre monster movie, Santo y Blue Demon contra los monstruos. in English, that translates to Santo and Blue Demon versus the Monsters in English. I was really proud that I found this movie in English. Oh, very excited to watch an El Santo movie that I can actually understand because I'm not really a Mexican. I'm more of a Mexicant, and I don't know Spanish. I, I, I... I remember the joy I felt when I realized that the episodes of um, Chesperito that are on uh, Netflix, you can put uh, closed captioning in English so for the first time I could understand what this long-running Spanish kid show actually was about. Uh, Anyway, uh, the monsters in question. Frankenstein, the mummy, the wolfman, two vampires, and the rest.
0: Now, I, think I you really, can say there's I really,
1: really
0: do appreciate that you found this in English, but out of the three Santo movies we've seen, this is probably the one that needed the subtitles the
1: least. The least, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I realized that, that, like... I was so excited to see an El Cento movie where I I understood what they were saying, and then you watch the movie, and it's like, you do not need these fucking subtitles, you know? No. Like, understanding what they're saying adds absolutely nothing to this fucking movie. No. At all. So anyway, that's why I'm all dressed up in my uh, Lucha Underground shirt, my... uh, winter Rey Mysterio hat. Of course, I'm wearing a Speedo underneath my pants just to get in the right spirit. I have also... I wanted to get into a Lucha Libre spirit, so I also have been uh, popping pills all day.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I have been doing a bunch of cocaine, and then later, I'm just going to kill all of my kids and leave Bibles next to their bodies. Yeah. You know, like, like good wrestlers. I also plan to be uh, falling off the roof and then uh, dying tomorrow of a heart attack. So, professional wrestling! Yes. Hooray! The last El Santo films we saw were... <coughs> uh, I, I, I remember when we did El Santo vs. The Martians. Uh, I remember that, but I had forgotten that we did two weeks of El Santo movies. And they were so long ago. Episode 97, El Santo contra la invasión de los Marcianos. And then the next week, Episode 98, El Santo y Blue Demon contra Dracula y el Hombre Lobo. A.K.A. Dracula and the... El Santo versus... El Santo and Blue Demon versus Dracula and the Wolfman. Because there's a, a, a vampire and the vampire's bride in this week's movie, but not—they're not—it's not Dracula. It's just, hey, we got a vampire. Yeah. And these—this week's movie was from the sixties. That movie we saw, uh, El Santo y Blue Demon contra Dracula y el hombre lobo. That was from the seventies. So different yeah. feel, different vibe. So, to be clear, this week's film is not that one. So, uh, it, that film was a 1973 movie. And I, so I went and listened to that episode, episode 98. It's really weird because Eleanor had just recently been born. And so you can hear the baby crying in the background. And I go into this long conversation... When we're supposed to be talking about the movie, I go into this long conversation about how I wanted Eleanor to be named Theodosia. Because I was really into Hamilton at the time, but Natasha didn't want to call the baby Theodosia. But since then, since episode 98, Natasha has fallen in love with a cover of a Hamilton song called Dear Theodosia, and now, um, finally, I get vindication. Natasha's like, yeah, we should have named Eleanor Theodosia. No. Oh, gee, Steve, I was 100% wrong, she said. <coughs> you absolutely <coughs> should have played the song for me, so we could have named her Theodosia Galindo. Yes. I don't know if they can hear you from outside, but my wife said that uh, that I am wrong and that she didn't agree to it, but that if I had played her the song at that time, then maybe there would have been a better chance that we would have named Eleanor Theodosia. But it's a real trip of an episode to listen to. It's so long ago. In the parallel in- universe. Yeah, basically. So... Fun fact, in El Santo y Blue Demon contra Dracula y el Hombre Lobo, the werewolf's name is Rufus Rex. Nice. Which I love. I love Rufus Rex. This week's movie is only one year away from uh, El Santo versus the Martians. And that's a big trip because they feel like they're from entirely different decades. Yeah. Because uh, El Santo and the Invasions of the Martians, that's black and white, and it's really cheesy, and this one's in color, and its it's got a bit of a swinging 60s vibe. Sometimes it feels like they're playing, like, Scooby-Doo music, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, but uh, apparently in between... El Santo and the Martians and El El Santo versus the Monsters, uh, uh, shit went color. Yeah. And that's a big difference. So, with the addition of color to the El Santo movies, you know, this is one of the first films that El Santo didn't color. And I feel that, at least in the beginning, that gives the film less of a, hey, I'm going to watch a shitty El Santo movie and more of, I don't know, a big fight feel.
0: But you know, do, you think, like, do you think that they made that decision based on having gotten the wrestling, the color wrestling stock footage?
1: Possibly. because it, 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 I just feel that there's a difference of like, you know, back in the day on TV where it would be, where, where a big portion of the advertising would just be, this show is in color, you know? Yes. Like that was an entire show from Walt Disney. The world is a carousel of color. Yeah. So like, like a cop patrol, cops in color. You know yes. that that was like an advertisement. So I feel that like El Santo versus the Martians, yes, El Santo fights Martians, hooray! But even though this film is in no way better than El Santo versus the Martians you still get El Santo, now in color. So yes. so it just, it feels like they're trying to make it more important, at least, you know?
0: Well, it was nice to see that Blue Demon was really blue.
1: Yes, that was really good. There's one fucking fly that's trying to land on the screen, and I've been trying to shush it away, but now I realize that that would probably be a kick-ass looking effect. So I'm hoping well, that the well, fly just lands right here. But then
0: it would also make this podcast like the video from The Ring. Yeah. So anybody who watched this episode of the podcast would, like, die in a week.
1: Okay, the fly is almost there. Just just go a little bit this way. And you Oh, damn it. Okay. You flew in front of the screen. But no, just go down. Just go down. Just go a little bit down. A little bit more. A little bit more, fly. Little bit more, little bit more, little bit more. Oh, it's almost there. It's almost there. You're so close, Fly. Damn it. Okay, shit, that was so fucking close. Okay, I'm gonna. We're on Fly Watch now okay. for that. But uh, here's and then, here's and then, an and idea.
0: Anybody watching the, pal, the watching the, this podcast.
1: If anyone is listening to this, they're totally lost.
0: Right. Yeah. Now will crawl out of the screen and kill them.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the possibility of the fly just landing right there. Okay, so uh, I know a lot of monsters listen to this podcast. Yes. This podcast is huge in Transylvania. Uh, (laughs) So I headed north to Pennsylvania because it sounded like Transylvania, and everyone knows that is cool. Yes. I disguised myself as a regular all-American Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yes. So, so we're really big in uh, Transylvania and Pennsylvania. Uh, so if Frankenstein's monster is listening, you really should consider changing your name to Spanish where apparently your name in Spanish is Frankenstein. Yes. And it's like holy shit, Frankenstein! Oh my god, get the torches and pitchforks, motherfucker! We're gonna have a Frankenstein barbecue, but Frankenstein! Oh my god, get out the get out the good china. Yes. Frankenstein is here.
0: You know he's bringing chocolates.
1: Frankenstein, you have to find a deranged mad scientist and his gay deranged mad scientist friend to create you a female. But if you're Franck Westtain, you're drowning in pussy. Yeah. Just period. You know? <laughs> Franck smokes Cuban cigars. And drinks and I... dos
0: and I really, really, really appreciated Frankenstein's mustache.
1: Frank Westain's mustache. F-R-A-N-Q-U-E-S-T-A-I-N. That is the best. Okay, the fly is near the camera, but has not gone into camera range yet. Hopefully that will be happening soon. Maybe if I turn the light off, the ring light off. Okay. Oh, it flew away. Okay. Hoping. Okay, it's near, but it's not there yet. Okay, we're still on Flywatch. Frank Westane. Okay, so apparently El Santo. I, I I am a big fan of El Santo. Yeah. Uh, he <clears throat> apparently had a habit of making movies with whatever movie studio gave him the most pesos. Period. Yeah. So, um, so this is one of the first films he's making with a new studio, and they, sure they gave him a ton of money, but also, as I said in episode 98, which I listened to this morning, it's an El Santo movie, it's not Shakespeare, and apparently this film studio wasn't known for the best fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. And El Santo's like, huh? These might these guys make some pretty good movies, but the paycheck will be bigger. I'm going here. So, uh, not the best movies in this studio, but also they're fucking El Santo movies. You're not expecting, yeah. you know. It's not Tenet. Although I would watch twenty El Santo movies in, in, instead of two tenants yes so there's a give and a take there a little bit lower fly a little bit lower a little bit lower i'm I'm worried about this so is el santo movies live in this strange sort of universe it's weird because you go and see a movie and gee i wonder if it's going to be good gee, I wonder if it's going to be bad. And then you leave the film and you go, hey, that was really good, I liked that movie. Or you go, hey, that movie was horrible and I hated that movie, but none of that applies to an El Santo movie. Yes. They're all bad, <clears throat> and they're all shit, and they're all fucking wonderful. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, it's beyond criticism In a way, you know?
0: Yeah, because, like, well, if you were going to criticize, it would be like, where do you fucking start? Yeah. But but you get to a point where you just have to be like, okay, this is live-action H.R. Puffin stuff.
1: H.R. Puffin stuff. He's your friend when things get rough. H.R. Puffin stuff. You can't do a little because it can't get enough. I, I, I lost it there, but that's it. it. My kids know HR Puffin stuff now? Yeah. Because I have compiled... Uh, it, because your kids should brush their teeth for at least two minutes, around two minutes. And so I've made a playlist of 28 different YouTube videos that are about... Two minutes long. And I thought, hey, I can find some cartoon theme song, some kids show theme song that's two minutes. I can put it in here. No, they're all a goddamn minute long. But H.R. Puffin stuff has a long ass theme song because it has to tell you the whole fucking story of fucking Puffinland, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it's it's like a story. And it's like almost exactly two minutes long. And the kids (laughs) hate brushing their teeth to it. But they will sing along if I start walking down the hall now, going, "H.R. Puffin stuff," and they'll know what I'm talking about. They know H.R. Puffin stuff now, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> really excited. It's been a I, long road. Yeah, to that, getting was, my kid that was a, to know.
0: the kid in that who was very popular at the time. Now I I had always heard that he had died shortly after having done H.R. Puffin stuff. Which is why you never saw him again. You know? Yeah. Until I finally looked him up. And, like, yeah, he died. But in 2008 of alcohol poisoning.
1: Damn, who would poison his alcohol?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Alcohol poisoning. Isn't that you've drunken too much and you've died, but that (gasps) some dastardly fiend has put cane powder in my alcohol I like that idea uh hey tonight I'll be pouring one out for my homie from HR Puff and stuff and his magical flute yeah I really like the the spot on parody that they did on Mr. show with Bob and David yeah it, and it, it it was the the world of drug Okay. And it was Tommy and his magical talking bong. And they got into adventures. Nice. And it was like Sid and Tommy Craft or something like that. And it was Drugachusetts. Because it, it was H.R. Puffin stuff. And it was the 60s. These motherfuckers knew what they were doing.
0: Yes. Yes, he did.
1: Yeah. 100%. I also have a feeling that you could say the same thing for the Banana Splits. That shit was weird.
0: Yes. Yes, it was.
1: That shit was weird. And plus, they're like in a theme park. It looks like it. it, Banana Splits looks like it was filmed in Pirate World in Florida.
3: Yeah, uh uh-huh.
1: You know, they're going down slides and, oh, shit, there's Jack and the Beanstalk. Fucking. There's Thumbelina. Shit. Shit. Where's the nudie cuties guy? Uh, so yeah, like, like you could criticize this movie, but it won't matter because it's a Mexican wrestling movie. You know, yeah. like this is the opposite of cinema. It's weird. Like, I I want to review it, but you can't. It's a wrestling movie.
0: Yeah, I you mean, might as I mean, well. Look, okay. It's got a it's got a tiki idol with an oversized, exposed brain, that just stands there, and nobody fucking mentions it. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. How do yeah. you criticize that? Do, do, do we not have a, a, enough background story? St-
1: background story on them? It's like, hey, I'm going to write, I got a a degree from Stanford University, a degree in film criticism. I got a doctorate in film studies. And now I'm the the most acclaimed critic in the world. And here is my scathing 15,000 word review on the Care Bears movie. Yes. And it's like, no, you, you can't review that. It's the Care Bears movie. And it's the same thing with most of El Santo's shit. Like, it's an El Santo movie. It, it's it's like Teflon to criticism. It's the opposite of cinema yeah. in some way that I'm trying to... But I love this movie. I love this movie. I'm not saying... I'm also saying this movie is shit. This movie is shit, and I fucking love it. It's got everything. It's got car chases. It's got lucha libre. It's got a hunchback. It's got a hunchback little person. That's two in oh, one, right there. Oh my god! Yeah, and,
0: and like that was exactly my reaction. It was like, it was like, oh shit, this got a midget, and I got all excited and I said, "Gene," I told Jeannie "this movie just got two more points," and then I was like, later huh. on, then I saw, he's bald, and he's a hunchback. This midget is a triple threat.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is
0: a triple threat.
1: Yeah. A, a bold hunchback midget. Zombie minions. Uh, the 60s Scooby-Doo music. A Frankenstein monster, which yeah. is different from a Frankenstein monster. Other movies have Frankenstein monsters. This has got a Frankenstein monster in it. Uh, a Cyclops, a Werewolf, a Mommy, two vampires!
0: And, okay, okay, and we have to recognize how forward this movie was for its time to have the first open and completely out vampire.
1: Oh, very much so. Very much so. The and only, then. Uh,
0: the only criticism that I have is whenever the vampire came on screen, I really want the theme for Mr. Mistopheles.
1: Nice. Uh, and, and I love when they show when they show the like the the money and he, he's he's they show his face and he's all dead. And wrinkly. And I'm like, shit, David Carradine? Yeah. How did they land him? Oh, wait, no. It's just a dead person. Yeah. I sometimes get those two people confused. Alive like David Carradine. And then an undead mummy. Uh, what else does this movie have? Uh, spooky Castle. Evil Scientist. Uh, brought Back to Life. Yes. Uh, uh, clones? It's got clones? Yes. Fucking, this dumb film has it all. Plus, uh, this is the first of eight films that would pair up El Santo with Blue Demon. Yes. So it's kind of historic. And also, FYI, uh, it, a lot of people, because of these movies... A lot of people know Blue Demon uh, as, uh, oh, uh, the Blue Demon, that's El Santo's sidekick and friend. They play chess together sometimes in suits, in suit jackets. Uh, Oh, uh, most people are like, oh, Blue Demon, he is the Biden to El Santo's Obama. Yes. They are a team, but sometimes they're separate, but Obama comes first. But... Uh, Blue Demon was a star in his own right and had already starred in nine of his own movies before being in this one. And so the problem with the producers and all of that is is that uh, Blue Demon did movies, and in those movies, he's the hero. Yeah. But El Santo is doing these movies over here, and he's also the hero. So it's like, oh, it makes sense for Blue Demon and El Santo, who are both doing movies together, to, uh, who are both doing movies separately to put them in a movie and have them be in the movie together. But the problem is they're both wrestlers. They both wrestle for the same promotion. And in that promotion, they are the most bitter of heated rivals. Yes. In the wrestling world, Blue Demon and El Santo are basically Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah. Or Hulk Hogan and all black people. Yeah. (laughs) Or uh, 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 The Ultimate Warrior and uh, homosexuality. Yes. Chris Benoit and not murdering people. The, The biggest of professional wrestling rivalries. So the makers of this film are like shit. Okay, so so they're in a bit of a bind. So they're making this movie El Santo y Blue Demon contra uh, uh, contra los monstruos. Like shit. Okay, um, how do we make these two both be the heroes of the film, but also? have it so that they fucking fight each other because that's all anyone in the theater will want because they're the most bitter of rivals how do we make them both good guys and make them both fucking fight each other and that's why they're like oh it's a castle with these monsters and these monsters are going to take over the world and also i guess evil clones yeah. That's how we get them to fight. And so it, the whole clone thing is just so that they can find an excuse for these two good guys to fight each other. And I think that's kind of cute in a way.
0: Well, it definitely looked kind of penciled in. I mean, it oh, was yeah. nice yeah. that our mad scientist guy just happened to have a body duplicator. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah. But I also He's... thought that it was really sloppy to just, like, leave blue demon in the bobby duplicator
1: yeah 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 they just fucking he, left him there it's they a fucking castle you got a they dungeon sent somewhere blue
0: demon out, and then they just fucking left him in the bobby duplicator
1: yeah the the part that worried me is that i'm worried that el santo is going to hurt his hands like dude buddy i know you're the world's greatest wrestler but you're supposed to hammer in the state Yes. Not hand in the snakes. He's there. I've got this big snake. And now, poof, poof, poof. Dude, get a fucking mallet. (laughs) Get a hammer. Like, don't use your hand. And
0: really, the most unnecessary car chase I have ever seen in my life. It was like, okay, you're going down a straight road. There are no turnoffs here. You're not going to lose him. So you, there's really... How much faster are you really going to go? He can see you for like two fucking miles up the road. Yeah. And and, 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 and what's, fun with fun. The, what's with the swerving? You're swerving just because you want to swerve.
1: Serpentineing. Are you
0: seeing chipmunks that we don't
1: know about? They had to swerve because they had the sound effect. Yeah. So they had to use that. But they were
0: literally swerving Uh, for no reason at all.
1: No reason at all. Absolutely no reason at all. Uh, Fun fact, uh, Uber is not in Mexico because you don't need Uber. All you have to do is find El Santo's car and just fucking jump in it. Yeah. And apparently he'll give you a ride. Oh shit, now there's two flies and they're trying to bang. (laughs) Trying to bang in front of my computer. They've definitely flown in front of the camera, but so far they have yet to be on the camera, but we might get some Flyporn, which is exciting. Either that, or, or hey, what if this is the, uh, uh, what is it when you die and you go back to life? Reincarnated version of El Santo and Blue Demon, and they're fighting in Flyporn. Yes. Wow. You yeah. Really reached new levels in this podcast. I was gonna have you uh, explain to us the plot, but again, it's a fucking El Santo movie, so. Yeah, Don't was there think much that's necessary. One? Yeah, I, I. It's an El As Santo an evil movie. Evil
0: mad scientist. He does some evil mad scientist shit, and brings about a whole bunch of monsters. These all, all some kind of universal monster ripoff, but yep. really not trying to get called on it.
1: And a hideous looking Cyclops. What? And a hideous-looking cyclops.
0: Well, the hideous cyclops was the creature from the black lagoon, as far as I got. I mean, he lived underwater.
1: No, it's the creature. No, it's the creature from the paper mache lagoon. Yes, is what yes. it is. Or maybe it's the paper mache creature from the fake lagoon.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and why was why was the lagoon the first place Santo thought to look?
1: I don't know, I don't know.
0: We've got to find this animal. And the next you see him swimming.
1: He's like, I know where the monster is, let me go to the lagoon. And he goes to the lagoon, and all he sees are two half-naked underage kids making out with each other. And it's like, shit, I needed to go to the black one, not the blue one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Shit, is that, are you Brooke Shields? Fuck, wrong, wrong lagoon. (laughs) Fuck, I should have taken a left at Chihuahua, Mexico. And then he gets to the right lagoon. That was in the director's cut.
0: And what do you think El Santo felt after punching and, and hitting and wrestling and kicking the Cyclops when he realized all he really needed was a pointy stick?
1: Yep. Yep, just a pointy stick. Pointy stick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. What if he has a pointed stick? <laughs> That's why they teach that in self-defense. <laughs> what if he had a pointed stick? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just in case there are any gringos watching this discussion of El Santo, uh, El Santo... Was insanely popular in Mexico, more so than your gringish mind could understand. So, so here's here's what you do, okay? To understand how El Santo was a bigger, uh, was the biggest wrestler in the world, bigger than you could ever imagine. Okay, so get Hulk Hogan in his prime, like in the eighties. You get like nineteen eighty five Hulk Hogan. Okay, then you add late 90s Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then you add the acting career of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not you don't put in The Rock, the wrestler. No, you put in the much more successful acting career of Rock, the Dwayne Johnson. and, And then you get all of that together. You mash it up really good. And then what you have left, you make it fucking Superman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because it's 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 that he was a wrestler, and he was also on TV, and he was also in movies, and he was also in comic books where he was the hero. So he really was like, like a like a, a, a the per, a prime Hulk Hogan, a prime Stone Cold Steve Austin, the acting career of The Rock. And then you add in fucking Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, and The Incredible Hulk. And that was El Santo in the 50s and 60s and 70s and even the fucking 80s. Yeah. It's important to note just how big El Santo was at the time. And I love this movie. I love all of these goddamn El Santo movies. And I'm really happy that I picked this one for Halloween because it's just dumb fun. And it's on (coughs) YouTube. You can watch it right now for free, and if you put closed captioning on it, we'll give you closed captions in English. But after watching this movie a couple of times, I can tell you absolutely, positively, 100% fact the closed captions add nothing to this fucking movie. Just watch it. Even if you don't know Spanish, just watch this movie. It's a fucking blast. They, uh, yes, I mean. They telegraph everything. And plus, right. in the first five minutes, you see a black person. That's a huge deal Yeah. El Santo movie.
0: And the monsters wow. straight up. Straight up in the credits.
1: Yes, I loved the opening edits where they show El Santo, Blue Demon, also Frank Westane.
0: And it's, and it's like, okay, over. right up front, there you are. You know what you're watching.
1: Okay, I've I, I've made the decision right now. That is my female last name.
0: What, Frankenstein?
1: Yes, my my. When I'm a guy, I'm Steve. I'm Dad. I'm Reverend Steve. I'm Mister Steve. When I dress up and I'm a woman, my name is Danny Frankenstein. <laughs> what's my middle name uh, <coughs> I don't, don't have a middle name but I have a nickname Sloppy Steaks <laughs> Danny Sloppy Steaks Francois Thane that's my 100% female persona I'm deciding it right now I, 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 love I thought that your name
0: was, was the Kelsey Grammar name from Money Plane
1: Oh, but but uh, that's the name I want to have right now when I'm a woman. Oh, I can't be uh, Darius Cornelius Grouch the 3rd aka The Rumble.
2: You I think it
1: was. Huh? Because yes, I got to be Danny. It's a Midsummer thing. I am the May Queen when I dress up. Okay. So I got to go with Danny. So anyway, bunny, I found four other El Santo movies. On YouTube with English subtitles, and I'm hoping to do them all, uh, in-, in eventually, but not right now. I feel that El Santo is good in short bursts, yes, but not an all the time thing. Kind of like how in the 90s they made Cookie Monster a person who sometimes eats cookies, yeah. That, like, hey, we're an educational show, maybe we shouldn't oh, teach kids. kids, maybe, maybe we shouldn't teach kids to binge and purge on a fucking dessert. So... Oh, geez, my first. Yeah, I remember, like, in 1991, like, cookies are a sometimes food. So... <laughs> so, yeah. El Santo is a sometimes film. But, uh... That's not... What, do you have anything more to add to El Santo and Blue Demon versus the Monsters? <laughs>
0: Except that it was genius. Except that it was genius. I loved just every bit of it. Frankenstein it. was awesome. His mustache was awesome. Uh, I think the werewolf looked a lot like Danny Trejo, <laughs> and I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, the vampire was the vampire was just he he, he just always liked. He always looked like he he would jump and do kind of a swoop. And then he just looked like, Hi, I'm a vampire. Damn glad to meet you.
1: And then it's so... (laughs) Like, he he looked joyous. And then it's so weird because, like, Oh, this is probably a film that kids saw. This is just a silly kids movie. And it's just fun. Probably the parents and the kids came. There is a scene where Franklin Winstein literally smashes a man's head with his fucking boot. And that yeah. shocked me. I'm like, this is a stupid-ass El Santo movie. And then there's like five seconds of a goddamn hostile movie. <laughs> right in the middle of your fucking film. Why did you do that? I'm so confused. Who is this movie for?
0: Well, come on, it didn't squish or anything.
1: What? I'm so shocked. It's like if in the middle of Ratatouille, fucking Remy the rat just just cuts another rat's throat.
0: I I I find myself with with many questions. Many questions. Just many questions. But
1: that's the beauty Mostly of how santo
0: circular, circulating around bare, tiki guy. Yeah, yeah. Brain Love brain this
1: brain. film so much. Bear brain. Love this yeah. film so much. So, so that's it for this week's film: Santo and Blue Demon versus the monsters. Ne- Those fucking flyers are back. Stop.
0: Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. I-, I think we're leaving out the best part, though, okay?
1: Okay. When
0: Santos gets back into the wrestling ring... Oh, yeah. And
1: versus and- the vampire?
0: And we see the vampire getting made up, and they're putting the mask on him. Yeah. Which they had to do so that they know he was the vampire. And then we get into the wrestling ring... And it's a much shorter, much more muscular guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apparently, El Santo was such a huge deal at the time that he would often just be like, I don't want to fucking do this scene. Somebody else in the mask. So when you're watching an El Santo film, you're, you're not always watching El Santo all of the time. Sometimes he's just like, fuck it, I'm the biggest... I'm the biggest superstar on the planet. I'm not coming out of my trailer. Get a gaffer. Put him in a, put him in a suit jacket and, and a fucking mask. I'm just going to keep drinking. So it's not surprising that, like, oh, El Santo is fighting the vampire, and they just get some dude in a mask. Like, yeah, that's not surprising for these El Santo films. It really freaked me out when they said that it was El Santo versus Vampiro. And I'm like, shit! No, you're not getting the you're not getting the announcer from Lucha Underground. Yeah, because that was his name, um, Hero. I forgot yes. I forgot his English name, but yeah, yeah. He he was the he he was the evil master of uh, Pentagon Dark. Yes. In Lucha Underground, now Pentagon and his real life brother. Uh, Phoenix, who was also in Lucha Underground, they are the AEW tag team champions. They are one of the big names in AEW, and I'm really happy about that.
0: Really? Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, everybody everybody watching AEW are watching fucking Pentagon and his real-life brother, and they're the tag team champions, and everybody fucking loves them, and they're there with all of the big names. It's fucking amazing. I'm hoping to eventually see, like, a Oh, the possibilities right now to see a Daniel Bryan versus Pentagon Dark match. Yeah. Never thought that would happen. I could see Phoenix versus CM. P- <coughs> fucking weird. Chris Jericho versus Pentagon Dark. Like that's amazing. Cool. But next week, next week, next week. I've got so many fucking weird ass films. That I have been uh, uh, collecting over the past. Oh man, they're all just absolutely incredible. And I thought I was going to do. One. I, I'm so be safe. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna click through some of the possible films that we might be seeing in the future. Thirteen uh, Ghosts, Andy the Talking Hedgehog, Arizona Dream. Uh, Born into Mafia from 2007, fucking horrible, um, Dear Dead Delilah, uh, Fear.com, Hanukkah, which is like a Jewish Halloween movie, uh, okay. Invasion of the Blood Farmers, Murder by Death, Madam Satan, Quicksilver Highway, River Dance. The Animated Adventure, Okay. Uh, of course, Recep Eva Deek Five, Attack of the Giant Blurry Finger, Slaughtered Vomit Dolls, Straight Jacket. I haven't seen Strange Brew since the eighties. I thought maybe we could do that. Uh, the Ghost Goes Gear, Jim cotta I I have, uh, Viva Knievel... I have so many bad movies, and we were going to do one of these bizarre movies next week. But a movie just came out to download, and we've got to do it. Oh, my God. One of my favorite movies of the year. It's weird. It's bizarre. You will be totally unprepared for it. It is already on our shared cough-cough. Next week, Bunny, we are doing the all-new film, Lamb!
0: Okay.
1: And I am so excited! I love this movie so much. Ah, oh, lamb! Holy shit. Holy shit. It's already waiting for you, and... Ah! Uh, oh, I'm so excited to be able to talk about this movie with you. Okay. It's an A24 film, and goddammit, it's it got that vibe of... Uh, it's got a bit of Midsommar vibes, but more of the lighthouse, where you you go into the film and you go, I don't know what this film is about. And then you are watching the movie, and halfway through, you're still like, I don't know what this film is about. And then the (laughs) credits are rolling, and you go, wait, what was that film about? And so you have to watch it uh, another time and another time until it finally becomes like this bizarre, funny, strange movie. And oh, my god, I just saw Lamb, like what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, And yeah, it it has already come out as a digital download, and it's already waiting for you, and we're doing it next week. Lamb! Oh, I can't say any more about it, but I'm I'm, I'm so excited to be doing it. That's next week. So excited to be doing Lamb. And also next week, we're going to be talking about Last Night in Soho, The Eternals, Six Flags Magic Mountain. And so next week is going to be a a really good episode of the podcast. But now that I'm looking back at this week, oh, man, uh, a Spirited Dune conversation. Halloween, not on Halloween. Uh, Frank Westane. I got to say, this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast.
0: This has been... A damn good episode of the podcast. Okay, good.
1: I feel I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes because I feel like you're the person who makes that distinction, and not me. But anyway, yes, I concur with your. Uh, I concur with your assessment. Thank you. <laughs> I said it so much that when I forgot about it. You both knew what the word was that I always said. You know what? This is what the Fast and the Furious movies are about. Family. Family. Anyway, I agree with your assessment, good (laughs) sir. So
0: until next week, (laughs) I am Bunny Williams.
1: And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of Natasha, Maxwell, and Mal, and everyone else, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. Take your time.
3: And you douche waffles and poopy tips.
1: Yes, Maxwell.
5: And you, Pac-Man! Pac-Man!
1: Ellen, are you Pac-Man. feeling good enough to help us wrap this up? Yeah? Yeah? And you? Take your time. We're just trying to wrap up the entire show. It's cool. And you? Cookie. And you, Cookie. Do 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 do. Do, 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 do. We might get some trigger treaters tonight, but I don't yeah. think we're going to. But well, I mean, we might, and we're prepared just in case we get trigger treaters, but we probably won't because Jesus. Skiddy papa, doo wow. And break. Cut and print. Thank you, Eleanor. Blah. Cut and print. That's.